This is the Pet Buzz. Yes, she's big, she's black, and she's beautiful. It's Grand Champion Stone Run Afternoon Tea. That's her fancy, you know, AKC name. We just call her Siba. And she was the winner of the 144th Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. And joining us today is her handler, Crystal Mary Class, to talk about her win and the dog she handles. So, welcome to the Pet Buzz, Crystal. Hi. Well, I have to say, congratulations, because that was a fantastic win. And you know the best part of it? You were standing right in front of me for best in show lineup for my seat. So I just love the fact that I got to see your dog up close and personal. And then here's the other thing that was so funny for me. I actually have a picture of you and me and your dog. You were grooming Seba. And I came by mm-hmm. and I took a picture and you started telling me about your two-year-old. So oh, I'm going to, I'm going to send that to you. That's why I kind of, it was like kind of super special for me. Cause I just, I like picked you out of like all the poodles that I saw. You were standing like by yourself, kind of fluffing her up. And I'm thinking, oh, she looks nice and quiet. And I don't expect you to stop <laughs> because I was doing this crazy social media project where I was trying to photograph all these dogs. I got, right. I got most of them done. I have to confess. I didn't do all of them. By the third day, I was exhausted. Okay. So here's my first question. What was the first thing you thought of when you heard your name being called as the winner of the 144th Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show? So I'm probably supposed to have a really good answer to that. But (laughs) in all honesty, I keep thinking back to that moment and my mind just went blank. I just kept thinking, that can't be right. (laughs) There's no way. It didn't really just happen. You know, later on, it obviously set in and, you know, I'm so proud of her. I just, I'm still relatively, um, you know, I've only been in this country for eight years. So I still think that there's just no way I could ever reach that, that position. Okay. First, everyone, we have to clear this up. Uh, Crystal is Canadian, right? Crystal? Okay, so it's not like we're not getting into any politics or any issues or anything like that. (laughs) So, um, okay, so do you think Seba knew she won? Seba always is happy when someone's been pointed to because she knows that, you know, um, she gets her treat then and I usually like give her a hug and whether we win or lose. So with the energy there and everyone coming over, she had to have known something really special happened. She was already so on top of her game and on edge just from the environment there, the the energy, all the people clapping and cheering. So, I mean, that's so exciting for any dog there. Absolutely any dog. But you know, the nice thing is you both were chill. Like that was the thing that I loved. You both were super, super chill. You were like digging each other. You were loving her. She was loving you. You know, it's funny because every year I always get questions from other journalists and people say, why is it that you don't sit in the press section with us? And I always say, well, there's a few things. Number one, I've always bring clients to the dog show, which I did this year. But the other thing is I can't see or hear anything that goes on in the ring. So for the thousands of dollars that I pay for my tickets, I make up for it by actually being able to see you guys, you handlers, you breeder owner handlers, you, you know, everybody, I should say, and or in the ring with your dogs. And I hear you talking to the dogs. So for me, that's my inside scoop. So to me, it's worth it. You'll see all of us with that connection to our dogs. Every single person in there loves their dogs. 
Absolutely. And, you know, some people were a little bit more serious. Some people were having fun. Okay. So here's the question for me that I wanted. First thing I want to know, and I think everybody wants to know, what is SIBO? Like, what does that mean? Is that a made up name? Does it mean something? Is it some language I don't know? Um, actually, it's a language I don't know. Um, I didn't name her. Her breeder named her. And, uh, she had a, a good friend and she asked him once what he, he comes from another country and speaks another, a second language. And she asked him what the most beautiful word was in his language. And he said, Siba. So she got named Siba. And I really should look it up one of these days. <laughs> I don't know what language it is. Well, we are going to find out before this is over. I can tell you that. Okay. So Siba, it is a, it is a very pretty sounding name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We show a lot of dogs. This is what we do for a living. And we love all of them. But um, we get a lot of repeat names. And uh, it's kind of fun showing a dog that I've never shown another Siba before. Um, I've actually never even heard of another Siba before. So it's kind of neat that she's unique that way. Absolutely. Okay. And when you say we, you mean you and your husband, because we got to get him in there because you guys are such a team. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, one of the most interesting things, I think when I see the show, when I see all the hubbub and, you know, all the press around the winning dog, I actually went and I spoke to Commander Slay during that Mm -hmm. initial photo session on the floor of, you know, Madison Square Garden. And every, you can imagine, like everyone was, the club was behind you, all these reporters, all the flashing lights are going off. So I just slipped over and talked to Commander Slay. And I asked him what his opinion of your dog was. And he said that your dog was sound, beautiful, and elegant. And I thought that was such a nice thing to say. He goes, there was, you know, the choice was very clear in his mind. So share your comments about that. Well, one, that's that's great to hear that because um, everything was so rushed. I haven't actually had a chance to to talk to him really yet. I mean, I can't really comment on, on another person's uh, opinion of a dog, but I will say I've in, in the last couple of years we've shown her, those have been some of the common words we've heard to describe her. So I think she must really exude that. I think so too. I mean, you know, everyone who's listening out there, what was so fantastic was the grooming, the appearance of this dog was so beautiful. Every hair was in place. I mean, I saw you grooming the dog, but when I got to see you, I mean, you literally, you and I were like less than a foot away. I mean, the curtain was separating us as you were in the mm-hmm. ring with your dog, but I not a hair out of place. So I am going to say this because I've been going to this dog show for many, many years. I'm going to say since I was five years old, I've never missed a year. And my dad always used to take me. And every year I pick one memory about the show and I kind of keep it and I hold it dear because it's kind of a, a, you know, daddy and me thing. And for me, Mm -hmm. 2020 was the year of the woman at Westminster. It was all about the girl power. And I say this because obviously you won the coveted title with Siba, Chelsea Pickett Smithy won reserve best with bourbon, the whippet. And then last weekend, Jennifer Crank won with pink, the border collie who, you know, one agility championship. And lastly, Linda Brennan, she had heart, the Labrador retriever who took obedience. So the dog world is turning into this fantastic woman's world, you know, with all these great women handers and these female dogs. So talk to me about, you know, women in the dog world. 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of really, really strong women in the dog world that I really look up to. I'm going to be honest, we're pretty lucky in our world, or maybe I'm a little naive, but I don't feel like the dog show world is really a, like, men versus women, mm-hmm. or or even really all that much recognizing women's power. Um, I mean, really, at the end of the day, so much of it is just about the dog. So I'm really, really happy, and, um, you know, it wasn't until someone pointed out just how that all worked out this year, but I'm just... I actually I pointed up. it out in the press conference because nobody, nobody thought yeah. about it. Nobody talked about yeah. that. Yeah. No, but I, I look up to so many people in the dog show world, both men and women, and they all support each other and me. And so, yeah, as, as much as I'm really, really happy that it worked out that way, it could have gone the other way and that would have been fine too. And, you know, I mean that by a positive statement. I don't mean it with any controversy oh, or anything. And the reason I say that is because, you know, when you look at the timeline of Westminster, you know, Westminster has solidly been an all boys club since 1876. So, I'm and going to disagree. <laughs> right. So, you know, you see, you know, the, the men, and then we had our first women who joined um Dottie Collier uh joined Westminster a few years ago um and we've had some great women like Nellie Bly you know Geraldine Rockefeller Dodge um and then of course Michelle Scott who's won Westminster twice so you know I've been really fortunate I've had so many mentors like you said men and women in the dog world I don't show dogs but when I need advice about breeds or I want to know something I mean for my Westminster edition I went to Barbara Miller who I love to death mm-hmm as well as I've gone to David Fry, as well as I've gone to this one and that one. So for me, I just thought it was a special year because all of these great women who had wonderful skills won. And I thought, I think this was probably a record-breaking year. Yeah, no, and that's, that's really cool to hear. Um, I will say, growing up, uh, the person I looked up to most, and I think a lot of people could say this, was Annie Rogers Clark. Mm-hmm. So... In in some ways, I've always felt that she kind of dominated even the boys' club in in dog shows. So we've had some really really strong women that have kind of paved the way for us and uh, that have inspired us. That's awesome to hear. And Annie Rogers Clark was a great lady. No nonsense in the ring. She won many many mm-hmm. times. And I have to tell you, if you asked her a question, she was always willing to answer it. Next big question that I, the reason I want to ask it, because I don't think a lot of people understand. So the big question of the night was, why does the poodle look this way? Can you explain to folks out there the purpose of this cut and why this is really a sporting look and a necessity? Um, well, I kind of have a, a very abridged version of the history of the poodle trim. Um, basically, it was a very utilitarian trim um, that Germany developed. You know, it was much shorter. It wasn't brushed. Uh, they usually just had like a, a bow in the hair to keep it out of the eyes. It was to keep them warm when they were in the cold water. It would have been completely acceptable. It would not have been fr- uh, fussy or frilly or feminine or anything. It would have been a true sporting dog. Um, and that was all great. But then at some point along the way, um, the French got them and kind of made them a little bit more of what they are today, which is um, a little bit more exaggerated of that trim and uh, a little prettier, a little more feminine, a little more all of that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's important to realize that the poodle actually was a German dog. Um, and the where you see the puffs, you know, everyone thinks they're little puffs. They actually are placed to cover the joints to keep the joints warm. And the ribbons that she talked about were really ribbons that um, you so you could tell the difference between your dogs. So the, the the ribbons on the dog would be the colors of the nobles who were out hunting with their dogs. So that's how you could. Absolutely. That's how you could tell which black standard poodle was yours. So, and like you said, once the French got a hold of it, that's why a lot of people say the French poodle. There's not really such a thing as the French poodle, but people refer to it. Oh, I'm going to get it. Generally, they're referring to the little mini or the toy. Okay. So we got that big thing out of the way. So the other big question that I really want to get cleared away, does Seba really eat chicken sandwiches from McDonald's? And also... What's her daily diet of? Uh, yeah, this is and actually a little controversial because when we are um, a little desperate and we didn't bring any chicken from home and uh, we weren't sure if we'd be able to properly keep it, so we chose not to, um, then I send my husband to McDonald's to get a chicken sandwich for when she's in the ring. That is what really motivates her to, you know, um, perform. and. It's just a, a special little treat, but I don't think any dog could really survive <laughs> chicken burgers. Um, we thought that was so funny once that got out. She gets a really, really good food. She gets um, the Pro Plan, I think it's the chicken formula, chicken and rice. Um, it's a performance food. It's actually, it's for dogs that are energetic and, and have a job and, and stuff like that. It's a great food. I think that's why, like, if you ever get a close-up of her ears, they're so shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, her coat and skin, they're so healthy. And it was funny, at one one of the interviews we did, um, somebody said to us, you know, so does she just get a, a really good, well-balanced diet and that's it? And I laughed and I'm like, oh, God, no. My two-year-old feeds her anything he can get his hands on. So pancakes, you know, whatever you, whatever snack he's having. But you have to have a really good food to be able to, to get those extra, you know, not so good for you treats. Yeah. And let's face it. Okay. We all like to snack. I mean, whether it's Cheetos or like Funyuns or I don't know, candy bars now and then, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I have to admit the chicken sandwich is a hot thing right now. I mean, you've got, you know, Chick-fil-A. Now you got McDonald's with the chicken sandwich. And really, and this is the other thing, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, in the ring, you kind of need a high value treat, right? Yeah. When they're shown every single weekend, um, you know, you can you can take in something that's kind of common, but um, you need something that is a special treat. Like she doesn't get chicken any other time. It is only for when she's in the ring. It's only for those couple minutes of a day. And, you know, she, she looks forward to that. So, yeah. So it was just a happenstance that she got this McDonald's chicken sandwich. I hopefully, yeah. look, she must've liked it because she won. Okay, everybody. So now <laughs> that's all cleared up. You know, we know what she eats. The Perina sporting chicken. I think it's maybe brown rice or something diet. Okay. Now, yeah, it's a great food. It is. And Perina is definitely a sponsor of the dog show. So, um, yeah, so we love that. But, it's, go ahead. But we, we can actually genuinely say, um, even if it wasn't, you know, um, there's a couple different sponsors for different dog shows. And even if Purina didn't happen to be the sponsor, we would still be feeding Purina. 
our dogs just do so well on it. Yeah. I mean, I think out of the last 10 winners, maybe only one didn't feed their dog Prina. And I will say this, he changed his food a few days before the dog show. That's a whole other sidebar, (laughs) but I, you know, we interviewed him here. We love him and his German shepherds, but that's the way it goes. So, um, Prina is a high performance food and, um, you know, check it out if you want to. Okay. One of the things that I really liked that you talked about, and it kind of made it hit home that your dog is a family dog, even though you don't own the dog, the dog lives with you. But, um, you taught, when I met you, uh, I guess it was Tuesday ish or Monday. I don't remember. Anyway, you talked about your son. And then when you won, you talked about your son. And one of the things that I really liked you saying, like Seba really roughs it out with your son. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm picturing a two-year-old boy. Now I know what he looks like because I went on page and I saw your son. Um, and he's super cute. And I'm thinking of him roughing it out with Seba, like in the yard. And you know how she's all prim and proper. What's that like to watch? It must be kind of fun. Um, you know, I'm really happy that when she walks in the ring, she portrays this prim and proper uh, persona because when she's at home, she's usually had she usually has mud in her hair, leaves in her hair. She's a she's a tomboy. Like you would really never know that she could be pretty in the ring. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's going to be retiring with us. Um, you know, we've had her for the last two plus years now. Um, and my son's entire life. And, uh, he actually talks more to her than he does to us. So that actually kind of brought out his speaking a little bit. And, um, I just couldn't imagine him growing up without her or us just even as a family, not having her with us. So. And, and that's true. I mean, most people don't realize most of these show dogs are just family pets. You know, you see the persona of them. It's kind of like an actor. It's like Brad Pitt. You know, he goes out and he's in like this newest movie he won an Oscar for. But then he goes home and he clowns around or, you know, he used to. Or now when his, yeah. he, when he gets his kids, he clowns around with his kids. So, you know, this is there's the working persona and then there's the home, the quote unquote home dog. So, you know, don't think these dogs are just locked away in crates. They're not. They have great lives. They get lots of exercise and they get a lot of attention, probably more could, so than other than, than pets. If, if I can say um, she has a crate, uh, a really nice metal, very expensive crate for traveling, really safe for traveling. Um, when she's not traveling, she's never in a crate. <laughs> she's um She's on our couch right now, and I think, actually, I think my son is feeding her pancakes right now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so the whole, people have such a strange idea of show dogs and that they're practically just, you know, locked up in cages all day and all that. Um, they wouldn't perform the way they do if that's how they were treated. Yeah, totally misconception. Okay, so at the Garden Press Conference... Um, after, you know, after you were out in the, in the middle of the ring and all the photographers that people got to see, um, you know, one of the things that you alluded to was the future of purebred dogs and that you said that you hope to show poodles many years from now. Talk to us a little bit about that. Um, it's something I think the dog show world in general is really passionate about. Um, there's this idea that, you know, there's always going to be dog shows. There's always going to be purebred. There is so much emphasis now on adopting and we actually have a my husband and I have a boarding kennel and there are a couple um, rescue groups that work out of our kennel 
and we're really proud of them. And a lot of mixed breeds come through there, and we're so excited when they get placed into new homes. But we also want to see purebred dogs allowed to thrive. And um, you know, amen, of, sister, uh, amen. <laughs> of the uh, the rescue groups, I'm not sure we've seen many purebred dogs go through there, if if any. Um, you know, most well-bred purebred purebred dogs actually have no impact on shelters, and there's that's just another misconception. And I feel like like so many purebred breeders have to fight so hard just to be allowed to do what they're doing for these dogs. And um, like I said, I just I've always said I really hope that when I'm 80, um, I can still go out and find a toy poodle because that's that's really my heart breed. Um, I've always had a toy poodle. They sleep on my bed. They go everywhere with me. And I just think it would be a really sad world if we couldn't go out and, and get these purebred dogs. You know, I think that's a nice way to say it because I, I really feel, I mean, we have seven dogs. We have five Charlies, English toy spaniels, one golden <laughs> retriever, and uh, and one mixed breed dog. And I people ask me all the time, you know, I'm looking for a dog. What do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? I said, I think you can get any dog that you want. And don't let anyone steer you to one way or the other. Um, you have alternatives. They're purebred rescue groups. You know, if you were looking mm-hmm. for a purebred dog, many, many breeders, great breeders. I'm not saying like, you know, because there are so many amazing, great breeders out there just waiting for you to come knocking at their door. But many purebred breeders will have a dog. For example, my golden retriever, Hannah, um, she came from a breeder, uh, in Georgia and Sandy Springs, um, that, and she, the breeder was referred to me by Carmen Battaglia, who at the time was serving on the board of the AKC. And the breeder, uh, Hannah was a little too big to show. And she was also, um, she was missing a tooth. It didn't protrude through her gums. So there are times that breeders might have dogs where they, use the you know the dna before and they don't want to have a little bit more of this and a little bit less of that so they will hold the hold on to the dog until they find the perfect family for it so there are options for you if you're looking for a purebred dog Mm -hmm. absolutely well i'm glad that you were able to take some time out i know you're tired because it was a big show and of course you won that's exhausting in itself all the interviews and everyone congratulating your friends and family and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And um, so what's next for you, Crystal Mari Kloss? <laughs> uh, well, my husband and my son and I needed a break. <laughs> so we have actually booked a, a trip to Paris for next week. We'll be gone a little over a week. And, you know, we've been just going nonstop with, with showing Siva and getting her prepared for this and everything else. So now it's, now it's some us time, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. No Disneyland for America's new favorite dog, an awesome handler, just Paris. Well, there's more pet buzz, including new information about dogs understanding speech. So keep talking to your dog, and I'll be right back. This is the Pet Buzz. No. 